Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast. I'm extremely glad that you've joined us and that you continue to invest in your growth as a leader. The thing about leadership is that it's something that's not static, but it's something that grows. And oftentimes we speak to how you do not go there, but you grow there. Mm. And growth is not automatic. Growth needs intention, it needs discipline, and it needs one to really be intentional about specific learning moments and today's podcast episode is one that will help you grow especially if you're a person that's leading teams uh, and you're not too sure how to get them motivated how to get them to buy into the vision especially if you're within the space where you've got volunteers and people who are serving from a place of passion and there's not necessarily remuneration that they're receiving as yet how do you motivate them Podcast family, I'm extremely excited and truly honored on today's podcast episode to be joined in studio by a dear brother of mine, a dear friend of mine, a humorous person, so definitely going to be laughing a lot <laughs> on this podcast episode. It's just an amazing, he's a breath of fresh air. I think one of the things I love about uh, the guest I'll be introducing now is his heart. He's got an amazing, big heart. Uh, so professional and so astute in terms of leadership and the great things that he does. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined in studio by Martin Mgiba, an attorney, a husband, and he said a father. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take that, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, and, and just an incredible leader who's doing great things, an author, which we'll talk to of incredible books that have really changed my life and have impacted my leadership greatly. And I'm truly honored, Martin, to be joined by you today. And I love you so much and I identify with you and I identify with the great gift and impeccable leader that wow. you are. So welcome to Take Your Lead podcast. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, what a great honor. Uh, to be sitting here with you, and I can't wait for us to just delve into the conversation. Conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to tee it off uh, yeah. on a bit of just to not break the ice, but just what's the best joke that you've ever heard? The best joke I've ever heard? <laughs> oh, no. Look, or funniest. Joke. Or funniest. I think I'm more of a. How do I put it? I, I, I love stand up comedy. Okay. But I prefer just, you know. Uh, you know, when people are not prepared and it's just, it's like an impromptu type joke. So I can't really think of a, a joke per se, but anything by Dave Chappelle or anything like, yeah, I think that always just gets More recently, what joke or what, what, what figure <laughs> or what cartoon, what is it that made you laugh recently? What made me laugh recently? Let's see. I think, um, let's think of what type of meme has been trending at the moment. <laughs> so I also like memes as well. Yeah. Nothing, I'm sorry, nothing comes to mind as yet, but... Uh, I, I love a good laugh. I, I definitely love a good laugh. Uh, and the reason I'm asking this is because uh, oftentimes leadership is very serious. Yes. And I'm teeing it off in a very unconventional, different manner. Yeah. But it gets very serious. It yeah. gets very... And, and, and the role that humor plays yeah. in the life of a leader. Because I think every leader needs to have that avenue where you're just able to laugh and yeah. just enjoy life. Yeah, yeah. No, I think for, uh, for, for me, it, it's, it's also the element of um, being my personality. Okay. Uh, I'm actually having more to become uh, disciplined in terms of being more serious, okay. 
but generally speaking, my default position is just having a good time. <laughs> I'm the life of the party. In most places, I, go. I mean, I was just laughing. In, yeah. in, in varsity, I, I won an award in my final year for being Mr. Personality. Imagine. Wow. In law <laughs> so I've just been that guy. In law know? school even. Yeah, in law school. Even wow. in some in some spaces, you find people just calling me, wanting to make sure that I'm there, you know, just, just to bring the vibe. So no, no, I'm that guy. That's the funny thing. I think one of the things I love about you is how you're such a social lubricant. You yeah. literally <laughs> in <a> social <laughs> context. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you just, just loosen yeah, the environment yeah, yeah. and just get people to be open and yeah. to be free. No, no, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I think it's just uh, it's, it's just now coming to a place where you have the courage to be yourself. Okay. Uh, and, and I found that for me, it's been such a powerful leadership tool. Yes, sir. Uh, people want relatability and people tend to yeah so it tends to be mm. such a powerful tool in terms of what for leadership mm. and for inspiring people wow yeah we'll talk more to that um okay maybe let's actually just teed off from there because i'm actually thinking this is something so powerful yeah the importance of being authentic as a leader being yeah. yourself how yeah. do you find your authenticity as a leader in the midst of having to learn and become and there's quite a lot of influences how does one now go about finding themselves and their own leadership philosophy yeah, you know what, I think that obviously we are also creatures of our environment. Okay. Um, I, I, I had the, you know, the advantage of growing up in a home where we were quite free. Okay. Uh, I grew up in, in a somewhat white environment as well. <laughs> so that really, really helped. Um, uh, so it, that helped me to sort of become somewhat liberated. Okay. Uh, but I'll also say, you know, it, you, there has to be a growth in terms of your own personality. Uh, so elements around issues of, let's say, emotional intelligence, yes, social sir. intelligence also come into play. But ultimately, um, it takes somewhat of a, you know, encouraged for you to be yourself, yeah. to bring your authentic self in any type of t uh, table. Uh, Andy Stanley says something so profound that, you know, I think it's actually Craig Rochelle that uh, your best leadership tool is actually being real. Wow. Uh, so because leaders would rather follow yeah. someone who's real. Yeah, someone who's How real. Coins it, yeah. yeah, but there's a way. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, with all those, I mean, the brilliant content that he brings yeah. across, he ends it off by just talking about be yourself. being be yourself. Yeah. So I found that, you know, part of the feedback that I've received from people is that, uh, Martin, it's your heart that has captured us. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, there's the, there's, the, there's, the, there's the art of leadership. Yes. Maybe we can even talk about the science. Yes. But I think there's also the heart. Yes. And and yes. oftentimes we we forget that it's oh, you know that's so good. You need to also uh, you know obviously you can hone in on the art. Yes, sir. But there's also the heart. The heart. And you know deep cries onto deep. The heart is able to touch another heart. So I found that to be quite helpful. Let's talk to that. I think uh, we'll talk to the science <clears throat> now. Let's talk to the soft skills and the importance of soft skills and more towards heart. Yeah. The heart of a leader. Yeah. The things that are not seen but are actually internal work. Yeah. You spoke about emotional intelligence. Yeah. You spoke about being able to be these soft skills that every leader needs. Please yeah. speak more to that. No, I think, look, one of the most profound, I think, leadership attributes um, of virtues is that of compassion. Okay. You know, the Bible talks about how Jesus was moved with compassion. Yeah. Um, so, at, 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 let's say at entry level, a leader is someone who cares. Wow. Uh, you have to care about people. That's amazing. Especially if you want to be an authentic uh, leader, right? Uh, you have to care about people, you have to be compassionate. Mm. 
And when we talk about compassion, I think that's different from pity. Mm. Pity mm. is merely just a feeling. Mm. But mm. compassion will always have a forward motion mm. attached to it. Uh, and then another, uh, I think, leadership lesson that I've learned just around the issue of the heart. Mm. And that is, uh, it's obviously, uh, what John Maxwell talks a lot into this, that yeah. choose to be impressed with people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. May people find out along the way how great you are. Wow. But you have to be that type of leader who calls out gold out of, you know, out of the dust in people, mm. generally. So uh, um, I always fight to remember people's names. Wow. Um, I'm that guy who calls. Wow. You know. So I think, yeah, the issue of compassion, care, mm. and being impressed with people, mm. it goes a long a way. A long way. Yeah. How maybe a practical tip? How do you remember people's names? How do you go about? Aren't you laughing at this? Because I recently met someone. Yeah. That was a very hard name, similar to. Um, it was you know, going to use your tribe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so. <laughs> yeah. It was a vendor name. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to remember because my tongue is not used to it yeah is there a tool or a tip or certain uh thing that you use to uh be able to remember people's names especially because even a leader within the community of faith yeah so you've got a lot of people coming towards yeah. church that you meet on sundays and different days of the week mm. and the funny thing is that people remember you but you having to remember them is there something maybe that you do or a specific way that you use to be able to remember people look i think it's uh, there's also the element of being slightly cunning <laughs> 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 uh, you know, there's yeah. a tip where I can say, you know, I'll introduce two people. Okay. And then I'll say, you know, yeah, you guys are just going to, you're going to do it. And I'm like, oh, that's this guy's name. <laughs> but I mean, there are moments where I just have to be honest and say, look, I don't do your name. And, uh, you know, but at also at the same time, people will interpret it as saying, this person cares. Okay. Uh, whereas, you know, we could just go on and act as if things are normal. Uh, but so yeah, I think for me, it's such a, it's such a powerful tool to yeah. know someone's name. It, name. It, it communicates that I care. Wow. Yeah. Knowing someone's name, Podcast Family, communicates that you care. Yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Thank you. And that's so practical. Yeah. Now to the flip side of the coin, the science of leadership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe as you tea or delve into that, what's your philosophy when it comes to leadership? And then please speak more to the science now of leadership. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, you know, leadership has to do with people. Um, others have spoken around the issue of it being influence, mm -hmm. and then others have also spoken to it about being inspiration. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I've found that, and I'm just speaking more towards my own approach, um, I'm a relational leader. Okay. Uh, so one of the things that I really try to work on is the relationships that I have with people. Okay. Um, the organizations that I lead yeah. are based on relationships. Okay. So you'll find certain leaders whom you can say that you know they are strong, uh, let's say their strength is more around strategy, yeah. Uh, and others, it could be the fact that they, you know they have access to great resources. Yeah. My ultimate, um, uh, I would say, strength, ultimate resource is human capital, wow. and just being impressed with people, wow. seeing value, wow. affirming that value, wow. and then ultimately drawing from it. Wow. Uh, but I think you know when, especially when you're dealing with people, uh, you have to really try by all means to be a blessing. Wow. Try to out honor them. Try to outgive them. So those are some of the things that I, I, I would say. You know, mm. just focus on the relational mm. element. Mm. You know, mm. try. Uh, I think one of the big mistakes that we make is to try and withdraw what we've not already deposited. Wow. Uh, so wow. work on those relationships. Wow. So that's that's my. Approach. And I've seen you do this so well. I've seen how you pursue certain relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see yeah. how you work at mending relationships. Yeah. And as you say, out honoring. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Even earlier on, when we were grabbing some coffee, and I wanting wanting to pay, he wants to pay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in your turf. It's mine. You're my <laughs> guest, and it's just fighting for the bill. Yeah. And it's such things that I think are the signs of being able to nourish and water relationships. 
and, and I think that's the, the also being that authentic leader. Yeah. Um, and, and also at the same time, it, it buys you uh, a space in the room. Wow. There is always room for a person who adds value. Wow. Um, and, and I think oftentimes we come in wanting to draw from an wow. environment and all of that. But I think um, just look for ways in terms of how you can be a blessing wow. in someone's life. I, I was even looking at it. You know, sometimes we'll ask a question to someone wow. and say, how can I be a blessing to you? Mm. But by doing so, you're giving the person a task. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now they need like, to think. I need to think. Yeah. But let me get a coffee. Let me, let me get you a coffee. Wow. Let me send you something. Let wow. me send you a link. Wow. So that's that's another thing I think I've, wow. uh, it's been such a powerful seed wow. to be able to sow into just different types that's of things. incredible. Like. There's always space for someone who adds value. Yeah. Podcast family, that's pure gold. Yeah. I think if you want to be a person of value who adds value to people, just there's always space for you. There's always room. You don't need to force yourself. Yeah. And you emulate this. I don't know how many times you'd send me books. You'd ask me to listen to this and that. And thank you for being that to so many people. Thanks so much. Uh, and being that relational leader yeah. and authentic leader as yeah. well at that. Yeah. Uh, maybe towards that now, um, what's the greatest leadership lesson that you've learned? And I'm going to pair it with the backdrop of COVID-19 COVID in the year 2020, yeah. which came as a curveball to a lot of leaders. Yeah. What is it that you've learned in that season? Yeah. And then from there also, the greatest leadership lesson of all time or greatest leadership advice that you've received over the years that you live and you see uh, as your back pocket advice when having to make a leadership decision. Yeah, I think for me, uh, leadership, particularly if you have to look at it in, in, in light of just a few you know, volatile months that yeah. we've been in, uh, the necessity for courage. Mm. Uh, be, try to be courageous within the spaces that you find yourself wow. in. You find, you find yourself in. Wow. Uh, we have a lot of people today who are thought leaders, mm. but thought leaders don't necessarily become leaders. Wow. Leaders do things, um, That's and it's leaders That's do incredible. things with limited resources. That's incredible, and it's amazing how much resources you can attract wow. when you are in motion. Wow. Uh, so even in the midst of COVID, wow. uh, many people. You know, we, we had to be quite innovative, had to use the little that we had. But it was so amazing. During that time, we were able to make a move as a church from, you know, somewhat of a, an obscure venue, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To um, a venue that's more strategic, yeah. that is more uh, accessible. Uh, but when I look at it, the amount of money that we had to spend and what we had to, you know, believe God for, yeah. it required quite a lot of courage. Yeah. Um, so... Here's the funny thing about uh, leadership that I found just yeah. in the yeah. in my own journey, uh, is that the, it's not necessarily the person who's brilliant who becomes the leader. Wow! It's a person who goes first. Wow! And that's courage. Sure. Um, so I think another synonym that I can use around the issue of leadership, my own understanding, is that of responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, ultimately, especially in the in a, in a setting that we are in. We get paid last. Yeah. In fact, we pay people. <laughs> we don't get, we don't get paid. You know, you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So people will tend to run away from that type of responsibility. responsibility. But ultimately, we have to be people who gravitate towards responsibility. Wow. And when you gravitate towards responsibility, you get an opportunity to lead. That's and it's incredible. not even like, I think it's even broader than That's saying, amazing. okay, so leadership is influence. Yeah. But if you have to look at it from an mm. organizational standpoint, mm. it's more than influence. Mm. It's responsibility. It's taking one for mm. the team. Yeah. Mm. I love this. If you gravitate towards responsibility, that's leadership. Yeah. And I think one of the things I always say is leadership is extreme ownership. Exactly. As a leader, I think it's John Maxwell who says everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah, yeah. As to how you need to 
take ownership and be responsible. Exactly. Asking yourself the question, what is it about my leadership yeah. that has contributed to this result? Yeah. Whether it happened or it didn't happen. Yeah. And I think that's the lack or the deficit that we have within the leadership space where so people good. are not taking responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. No, no, but I think that also has to come with, and I think we are growing in this thing yeah. about how, how to invite people into the room. Okay. How to uh, vision cast. Okay. I mean, there's the vision crafting element. Yes, sir. But there's a vision casting Please element. Please define it. Uh, so, so vision crafting, oftentimes, I'll, I'll even say, particularly in the faith circle, yeah. um, not a lot of people get access into that. Okay, the vision crafting. The vision crafting. So I'll get an impression in terms of this is where God wants us to go. Yes, sir. But here's the thing. We invite people into that room yeah. through vision casting. Okay. And basically okay. finding the terms or the language to be able to communicate this is that particular vision, right? Incredible. Yeah, because ultimately, you know, God will call you, uh, but you have to call others. <laughs> and ultimately, so good. it comes, how do I put it? Our impact will often, uh, you know, be directly linked to our ability to be clear. Wow. So oftentimes we're not clear enough. And as a result of that, people are not buying in. Wow. And when people buy in and they begin to own it, mm. it will begin to show in terms of even in terms of how they allocate their time, wow. their talents, and also their treasures, which wow. would be money and all of that type wow. of jazz. So I, I think more that I'm now beginning to ask myself questions in terms of am I communicating the vision mm. clearly enough? Mm. Yeah. Please speak to that. You spoke about vision crafting and we people of faith and yeah. that's where Moses is on the mountain and God is writing the blueprint of yeah. the Ten Commandments. Yeah. It's a bit of a personal space. Yeah. Whereas the point leader, you are the one that has to own the vision. Yeah. And then how do you now begin to cast it and involve others, uh, practical ways, in yeah. if you are an entrepreneur or a business leader, yeah. and you've got this vision for your company, this vision for, I was talking to my brother earlier on, who's doing something in photography, yeah. and I was, and we'll talk to that question now, working in the business versus working on the business. Yeah. So here you are, you have the vision, but now you need to begin to rally a team yeah. that will help you, as they always say, if you want to go fast, go alone, run yeah. alone, but if you want to go far, run together. Yeah. The importance of getting buy-in, as you mentioned, yeah. which will upscale your impact. Yeah. How do you now begin to rally the right people yeah. who are going to be aligned to the vision that you have as a leader? Yeah, I think maybe let's look at the organic aspects, uh, okay. first of all. Uh, that is, ban, ban with passion. Okay. Embody the vision. Okay. Live it, drink it, breathe it. Mm. People see that. It's incredible. Uh, so one thing, that I can say about a leader is that he's a chief passion officer. <laughs> you know, he has to, he has to be extremely I love that. passionate. I love that. Uh, that is, I believe, is a powerful currency. The leader is the chief CPO. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I never heard that before. I'm yeah. borrowing that. Definitely going to be using that yeah. a lot. A leader is the CPO. Yeah. The chief passion officer. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So there's the passion element. Okay. And and I think the cool thing about the, 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 the passion element is that it brings energy. Wow. And that energy can be able to, you know, other people can actually leverage off that particular passion. Mm. So there's the issue now of passion. Then the second element is about clarity. Okay. And the clarity aspect, unfortunately, is the do it again. Okay. Do it again. Do mm. it. Say it. Say it. Find creative ways of saying it. Okay. Say it. Say it. Coin different ways of saying it. Have catchy ways of saying it. And then say it again. <laughs> like that, like it's, it's that mundane repetition. Uh, and many of us, you know, I think we are not willing to just deal with the mundane processes mm. of actual communication, of communicating that particular mm. vision. 
Uh, so, the, yeah, we, I mean, as you've said, there's the vision crafting mm. and there's a the vision casting. casting yeah. And both those things are such an important uh, important aspect. Can you ever over-communicate vision? I, I don't think so, honestly speaking. I think, and, and, and the reason why I say it, I think in most cases, we tend to under-communicate it. Okay. Uh, and, and again, I think I'm just going to get back to that word again of clarity. Okay. And I think another, maybe let's, let's just explore uh, uh, the issue of clarity. Yeah. I think it has to be clear to the leader as well. That's key. It's, it That's has to be key. clear. That's it has key. to be clear. If I were to double click on that, there's actually a scripture which speaks to that. Um, we pastors, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Write down the vision, make it plain so make that those who see it yeah. can run with it. Yeah. And that element of vision, crafting now and vision casting where the vision is written on the leader yeah. so that people are able to see you as yeah. the leader yeah. and run with you. Yeah. Okay. Please no, speak. I mean, I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Write down the vision and make it plain. Make it plain. And you know, the funny thing is this, we write it in a way that it will be plain to us. Okay. But from that scripture is that those who read it okay. may run with it. Okay. So plain language, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, we are gravitating uh, now from legalese to plain language. Okay. And the, the whole issue there is around the issue of accessibility. Can someone be able to you know, make sense, sense of what of you're saying. It's so true because your jargon that you use yeah. there, I don't even read contracts, I pay you, yeah. I send it to you, exactly. please explain yeah. it to me so that I understand. Because yeah. it's just like... Yeah, so I mean like, so in other words, coin it in a way that it will be sustainable. I mean, it, it could be someone in another generation who okay. reads it and then runs with it. Wow. So you, you, you have to, I, I believe, you know, just be, be clear. Clear. For example, take we both from an incredible movement, yeah. uh, the Assemblies of God movement. Yeah. Incredible pioneer, incredible leader yeah. who led ahead of his time. Yeah. Uh, the late uh, Reverend Nicholas Bingo. That's correct. Africa back to God. That's it. Check that out. That's God, right? <laughs> Not the three dimensions no. of <laughs> From Cape to Cairo. You know what I mean? Imagine. Simple. And here we are, years later, the vision is continuing. The, the vision is, is still continuing. So I think that's, that, that's, that's very important because ultimately, I mean, there's the element of self-leadership, okay. right? But if, let's say, you're going to be leading a movement, mm. you have to be cognizant of the fact that it has to be plain. Mm. Uh, you're not speaking to yourself. Mm. You're not leading yourself mm. at that particular mm. moment. So I think uh, that's something really to take into account. Something very key, because as you lead, the work grows. Yes. And you might find yourself having a group that you start off with yeah that buy the vision catch the vision own the vision pass on the vision yeah. but you've got new people who keep coming into the vision yeah. what kind of systems can you put in place where the vision replicates itself gives birth to itself so yeah. that someone who's coming in it just gets downloaded in their system yeah. without you as the point leader having to teach it and transfer it no i mean I, you you mentioned we are pastor so we have to make <laughs> <laughs> you know it's yes, quite sir. funny the bible says that when jesus chose the disciples he didn't choose them so that they could go and cast out devils necessarily. <laughs> yeah. He chose them that they may be with him. Wow. And the whole idea is that they could catch his cold. Wow. You know? Um, wow. So there's that element of impartation. Wow. And impartation comes a lot through time spent. Wow. You know? And so he was able to invest himself in that 12 and obviously the three but i mean like there's different yes, uh, numbers yes, attached to that yeah. whatever the case yeah. is but you know there was the 12 yeah where he really really invested himself in okay. so I, I think that again takes us back to the issue of uh, relationships okay. how do you cultivate how do you bring people in this is amazing you know what i mean how, yeah. how do you bring people in like yeah. you you just mentioned that you know if you want to run fast yes uh, you can go alone yeah but if you want to run, run far, far then you have to bring people in. Yeah. And I think Jesus Christ taught us a very, very powerful mm. leadership lesson. Mm. And that is that you have to pour yourself out 
in different types of people. Mm. And as you know, COVID has told us, you know, <laughs> or taught us, yeah. you can go viral, you That's know, so true. through people. In a moment, through contact. relations. Yeah. Through contact, yeah. Wow. That's brilliant. That's really, really, really incredible. I'm cleaning so much. Podcast family, I don't know about you, <laughs> but this is really an incredible episode, which is just adding so much value to me as a leader. Yeah. Maybe now within the community of faith and the organizations that you lead, we have a lot of volunteers because yeah. you lead people from a place of where you need to lead them with vision, which yeah. is part of what we're talking about. How do you go about mobilizing volunteers who will be selfless, who will own the vision, especially when you find yourself in a space where you can't yet pay them. Yeah. What is it? What can be given or, or, or what are they looking for that will cause them to work with full dedication and commitment even though there's no financial remuneration at that moment and point in time? Okay, so as leaders, we love vision. Yeah. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, the people that we lead, and I say this with all reverence and respect, yeah. are not that sophisticated. Okay. So people tend to buy into you before they buy into the vision. Incredible. So how you relate with people, mm. how you care for them, mm. you know, mm. that, that plays a very, very significant mm. role. Mm. And then from that point onwards, you can begin to impregnate them with mm. that particular vision. Mm. Uh, so I, I think for me that you can never, a leader can never get too relational, especially wow. if, let's say, you, you are looking for a type of leadership that is not toxic mm. and you're actually looking for leadership yeah. that is not autocratic. Yeah. Ultimately, we lead by permission. Wow. People have to let us in. Wow. Uh, so I will only be able to lead you at the level at which you have allowed me entry. That's amazing. So if you have not let me in, it's huge. I, I can't lead you. That's huge. You know, we are not a political organization. <laughs> yeah. We're not paying people salaries, whatever the case mm. may be. So someone has permission. to let you let you in. So they'll buy into you. Mm. So who you are as a leader becomes even more important uh, before even the vision. Wow. And then now we touch on the issue of consistency. Yeah. <laughs> as much as people may, let's say they come to you because of who you are, yeah. buy into the vision. Ultimately, people don't stay because of the vision. Mm. They stay because of the culture. Wow. <laughs> 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 that is That's the most cool. painful thing. Mm. Uh, there's a saying in leadership mm. circles that, you know, culture will eat vision for, mm, breakfast. for breakfast. All the time, wow. every day, anytime. Wow. So, and ultimately, you know, culture is a reflection of what you value. Mm. Um, and here's the thing about it. Mm. This is so good. Not the, not the value. Not, okay, so when you talk about you, what you value, yeah. here's the funny thing about it. There is what you think you value. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there is what you value. Value, yes. And what you value is what will actually show in real time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so, vision is more aspirational. Wow. But culture is where you are now. Wow. The vision is more like you have a telescope, wow. but culture is let's have that microscope. Let's begin to ah, look at that. You know, like so good. You know, they talk about how you know there's this smell in the room <laughs> <laughs> that no one else or everyone else can smell it except you. Mm. And nothing. I think we have to begin to just labor mm. in terms of creating a healthy, healthy culture. culture, and ultimately that comes into the issue of, of the values mm. and whatever. And and here's the thing. Funny enough, if let's say your day to day, which is your culture, mm. you um diligent to build that up, mm. it even gives people an opportunity, longer periods, for them to be impregnated with the vision. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to ask you for three tips of creating a healthy culture as yeah. a leader. But before that, you spoke about permission and yeah. how we can only lead people in as much as they've given us permission to lead them. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's on the other side of the leader? How do they go about giving 
the leader permission to lead, be it a wife who needs mm. to give the husband permission to lead, yeah. be it an employee who needs to give their employer permission to lead, be it a church uh, or congregant or volunteer or staff member who needs to give whoever senior authority over their lives permission to lead. No, I think, look, it, it's quite a lot to ask for, from someone. And I think that's why we, we are getting somewhat of an understanding of leadership and, and the better. And you realize mm. I'm dealing with people's lives. Mm. Um, so ultimately, there's a necessity for vulnerability. There's a free fall element to okay. it. Uh, so that's why at times, the better the leader, you'll find that uh, he'll tend to do much better in terms of, you know, attracting, okay. attracting people. But here is what the tip that I'll give to, to someone who maybe is not necessarily dealing with a, um, let's say, a viral you yeah. know, point leader. <laughs> um, trust should not be end. Mistrust should be end. Wow. But we tend to swap the two. Swap the two. Yeah. So people already, you are, you are, I mean, the moment you meet already someone. Already suspicious. Yeah, the suspicion, you know. <laughs> You're already operating from a deficit. Wow. But I think that's rather than start from a surplus start from a 10 and then just quickly work your way down and also even in terms of that i think you have to begin to be cognizant of the type of value that you you tend that you will draw from a leader mm. uh the bible talks about how you know it's given some apostles mm. evangelists whatever the case the yeah. fivefold yeah it's quite unfair to mm. expect to draw mm. from an apostle mm. something that you let's say you'll be able to draw from something mm. from a different type mm. of a person so mm. just because you're not drawing this from mm. a type of leader mm. it doesn't mean that this person does not have value mm. so i think just be cognizant of that that you won't necessarily draw everything from one person mm. you but there is something that this person of value that you can bring into your life it's amazing yeah this is so amazing so start from a positive yeah uh, i think just put a 10 on someone's <laughs> yeah in fact 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Yeah, yeah this is so beautiful give them permission yeah be vulnerable yeah Incredible. Then to culture, mm. uh, what tips? I'm, I'm going to limit it to three because I'm sure there's quite a lot that one can begin to emulate from wherever they are to create a healthier culture, especially as you spoke about. Yeah. that. I love that analogy of the telescope versus the microscope. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love how you coined it. How does one now begin to create a healthy culture in whatever sphere of leadership they find themselves in? I think, look, one, one of the things that's, that's, that's quite important, I think you need to have a culture that says we care. Okay. So a caring culture. Caring culture. That, so that again is touching on the issue of the heart, heart yeah. right? Yeah. Secondly, the, one of the things that helps to foster vulnerability, you have to be accountable. Okay. I think accountability, accountability is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely yeah. important. important. Uh, and then a, a culture of continuous improvement. Okay. Uh, we, we constantly have to look for ways to be better. Mm. Here's the thing that is quite mm. interesting. Mm. Mm. Um, how do you have a culture of continuous improvement if you don't have a culture of feedback? Mm. One of the most painful things, I think, for leadership is receiving feedback. Feedback, yeah. Uh, I think we, we as leaders, mm. we have to become, you know, we have to allow ourselves to be that vulnerable, vulnerable. to receive feedback. feedback. Look, obviously, there's, there's, there's certain feedback that you will only be, uh, be able to get at a vertical level, let's yeah. say from your mentors, your yeah. pastor, and yeah. whatnot. But then, let's say at an organizational level, it could be that you know people are able to there's somewhat of a space to, mm. for people to begin to just give healthy criticism wow. or whatever the uh, the case. And people have to feel safe. Wow. Um, and what that then entails is that the leader has to be secure. Mm. And for an emerging leader, let's be honest, that's the one area where 
you constantly have to it's, it's a journey for us mm. let's be honest mm. uh we're having to fight with the i mean like as you said we're operating on a deficit, deficit usually. yeah and also that deficit not it's what we think people think of us yes and also how we think, how of, we ourselves. think of ourselves yeah so as a result of that i mean some feedback can can deal with can, you yeah. badly you know what i mean yeah. but i think we, we have to be open to to, to feedback wow that's amazing. And I love that uh, it begins with you being accountable and just being open to feedback. Yeah. Because you will never know. You mentioned having a smile in that room. You'll never know until you ask. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm just thinking, so I know that it's, some people can be in an environment for so long that even though they knew there was a smile, they grow accustomed to the smile as well. Wow. So, I mean, then I, th I guess the question is, who can actually can, can speak into that small? And I love what you're saying because that's the beauty of always having new people coming into exactly. a space and yeah. being able to ask them for feedback because yeah. they're still sensitive. Yeah. They're able to pick it up. I'm reminded of this analogy of um, the story of the frog, uh, one that uh, was put into uh, boiling water yeah. and the frog just jumped out because the water was just too boiling and too hot. Yeah. So immediately it reacted and jumped out. Yeah. But the other frog, they put into cold water, put it on the pot, put it on the stove, began to turn up the heat gradually. Yeah. And it began to acclimatize wow. until it died. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of leaders <laughs> die. <laughs> because they just warm up yeah. and warm up to chaos and yes. unhealthy dysfunctional culture until they just die. Yeah. Whereas if you have someone new who's like, this is too hot and jumps yeah. out and they protected from something that could have actually killed them. No, no, definitely. But I think also it's just about learning how to to discern the voices that speak into your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that the discernment element is also has to do with your your knowledge uh, your knowledge base. Yeah. Um, we discern a lot through what we know. Wow. So it's not even like that. I mean, there's always the gut feeling. Yeah. But I think aside from the gut feeling, you need to educate your gut. That's beautiful. So it's it's based on the leadership stuff that you would be looking mm. at, mm. attending conferences, mm. whatever the case may mm. be. You are. Your nose becomes sensitive, sensitive, and you can pick up Norman. This, yeah. this is something that we need mm. to be working on, and also the this people so that are able to speak into your life. Mm. Uh, look, you, there are some people who won't even necessarily smile the the smile in the room. <laughs> they create the smile in the room. Wow. So that's the criticism. You know, wow. that's the people who are not necessarily life giving. Yeah. You have to be careful of those yeah. type of people. Yeah. They are actually going to create a smile. That smell. That smell. Yeah. But when you know it comes from a place of love and people who want to and see you care. grow yeah. and all of that type of jazz, I think it does make a huge difference. It's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. This is really so podcast family uh, is just dropping bars. Martin is just <laughs> dropping bars and is coming for us. And this is really so amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things I honor a lot about the work that you do is your writing space and being an author. You yeah. uh, wrote, I know the others in the pipeline, but the two that have greatly impacted me is the Multiply Effect and Joseph Generation. Yeah. I started with the Joseph Gen, which was an incredible read. In fact, I had the privilege of hosting the launch of the, the launch, book, yeah. which was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, room was just amazing energy it was just amazing great it yeah. was incredible and then your recent uh, multiply effect yeah uh, maybe to our podcast family uh, let's speak a bit to that what are some of the main lessons we'll start with joseph jen mm. and then we'll transition into uh the multiply effect yeah. and obviously not a lot so that they can get the book yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and we'll definitely link it in and speak more to how they can be able to connect with your material yeah yeah no so i, I always think you know I, you know you you made reference to the scripture in, in uh it must is it habakkuk where it talks about write down the vision, vision. and make it plain yes uh it, it's so profound so i've written those two books there's someone who wrote the book and went to new york with it um, now, that's somewhat to be expected, but I found that quite interesting that wow. 
my book has been to where I've not been. Wow. Uh, so, you know, how you document uh, your thoughts is able to make an impact. You look wow. at, let's again come into our context, which is that of the Bible. Mm. Paul started so many churches, mm. none of them are standing today. Wow. But his writings are still impacting so wow. many people. Wow. Uh, so the, the whole idea around uh, you know, writing of books is not necessarily just even to make an impact in this generation, mm. but it's also in future generations. Wow. And also around the issue, I'm just thinking, you know, my grandchildren can be able to live off this particular, you know, this books. Yeah. So it's, it's another way of, of creating generational wealth because yeah. I really believe that the more I grow as a speaker, there's going to be a greater demand for, for my books. But all in all, the first book was just really about, you know, um, raising up a generation that's going to make an impact yeah. in, in the world, yeah. you know, having yeah. a kingdom mindset yeah. and whatnot. And then the second one, uh, I work a bit in the innovation space. Okay. And I just always had this desire to raise up people that are innovative. And, you know, just some great news, the Department of Education recently bought a number of copies. Wow. Yeah, which is like awesome, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. So yeah. So the second one uh, Yeah, man. It's it's around the fourth industrial revolution. Wow. And it touches on issues of leadership. Wow. Uh, it touches on issues of um, what else? Spiritual intelligence. Mm. So I think uh, those books are, are quite key. Wow. Yeah. I think one of the lessons I loved within the multiply effect, okay, I'll just take two lessons. Yeah. One being Joseph and how you need to be in a company of dreamers. Yeah. And being able to surround yourself with dreamers. Exactly, yeah. What's the importance of that in the life of a leader? Being able to have a dream and ensure that you've got people around you who are midwives to your dream yeah. and not abortionists to your dream. Sure, sure. No, that's that's quite it. I mean, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, just, I, I think ecosystems matter. Yeah. Because that's where things are cultivated. Yeah. At yeah. times, it's not even like about the strength of the seed, but the soil in which it is planted. Wow. So it, it's, it's vitally wow. important that you surround yourself with wow. people who, how do I put it? Because here's the thing, we, we often speak about people having the ability to call us out. Mm. But what about those who have the capacity to call us up? Wow. Uh, who can call gold out of us? Wow. So for instance, Joseph had people who, uh, his family, they were dreamers. Uh, or rather, they were they had the ability to interpret dreams, but they were not dreamers. Mm. But it was when he connected with another dreamer Dreamer. in prison. He's able to interpret dreams. And then he connects with another dreamer as well. Pharaoh, he interprets that dream. But those who were only able to interpret Interpret. dreams, they persecuted him. Mm. All the people who dreamt, they were able to take him to his next level. Level. So I think ecosystems are absolutely, absolutely essential. Don't isolate yourself. Wow. I mean, today I spent the day with (laughs) yourself and uh, Jacob Msipa, and man, (laughs) my perspective has been just enlarged. You know what I mean? I I could now have a permission to dream for things that I can't afford. (laughs) And just by being in your presence, I was literally given a permission to dream Dream again. again. Wow. That's amazing. Oof, there's quite a lot that I can say, yeah, but podcast family, uh, just get the book. We'll link it in the bio. <laughs> yeah. It's an incredible Thank book. You so I much. kid you not. It's really one that each and every person that I'm mentoring in my space, it's one of the tools that I refer them to because yeah. it's one that will help you uh, make an impact with the dream that you have. Then secondly, the multiple, multiply effect. Yeah. One of the lessons I gleaned from there, fortunately, I also had the privilege of reading Writing. the manuscript yeah. Yeah. even before uh, it went out. And one of the things that stood out to me was how 
the miracle that uh, five loaves and two fish mm. and how uh, the multiplication took place when the disciples began to feed yes. the multitude. Yeah. And now as a leader, because oftentimes you find yourself hungry mm. but having to feed others. Mm. <laughs> Here you are dealing with breaking yeah, bread. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so hungry yeah. because I think the leader eats last. I'm yeah. not sure who, I think it's Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speak to that because yeah. here you are you're a leader you mentioned even within volunteers and stuff where you pay everyone else yeah. and you're the last one even you're if the there's something even there's something yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. no no, no. It, it, it's quite funny that leaders i mean th for instance jesus had the capacity to feed multitudes but in john chapter 4 we see him thirsty for water wow uh, that's the that's the paradox yeah. you know having to feed while being hungry mm. Uh, I mean, the Bible talks about how those particular, you know, the crowds yeah. were hungry. They had been in that type of space for many days. That tells that Jesus was hungry himself. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the, uh, Paul talks about how having nothing, yet making many rich. Mm. So, uh, ultimately, I, I, would, I would try to say to, to any leader out there, um, don't start with the budget. Okay. Don't limit it to the budget. Okay. Um, I mean, even in... in, in in the space that we are living in today, I'm having, having to learn the difference between bad debt and even good debt. Good debt yeah. uh, there's some debt that can be used to sort of, you know, bring momentum into the vision. Yeah. I'm not pro-debt, by the way, yeah. uh, but I'm just saying that, you know, I'm having to learn that at times we are having to innovate because the resources are somewhat limited, limited yeah. but you still have to find yourself in a way where you are dreaming at a bigger level. Mm. And maybe let me just say this uh, as I, I draw close that, what you need to start, you will get when you start. Wow. Many of us are waiting wow. for the right type of resources, wow. the right type of connections to be able to start. Wow. But what we, we fail to realize wow. is that you don't always need funding wow. to start it. Wow. You may need funding to grow it. Mm. But starting, mm. you need courage. Mm. You need courage. You need to have forward motion. Yeah. Wow. What a way to close off this podcast episode. What you need you will get when you start. What you need to start, you will get when you start. Yeah. Oh, drops mic. Drops mic. <laughs> wow, that was incredible. Thanks. Any parting shot besides that, um, where can our podcast uh, family and audience be able to connect with you? Any passion projects that you're currently working on and how best can they be able to connect and get in touch with the great work that you are doing? And we'll be sure to link it as well in the bio. Thank you so much. So. If you are in the north of Johannesburg, we pastor a church called Eternal Glory Church. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Please do uh, reach out. Also, my personal account on Facebook. Okay, that one has got 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Instagram, it's growing. I, I'm not really a picture person, you know. But uh, it's... <laughs> yeah, just to say, his Facebook, he's got so much content. I always say this and he thinks I'm buying his face. Honestly speaking, I'm, I'm not a status person, but yeah. one of the statuses that I consistently read yeah. on my WhatsApp is his. Because wow. they're so life-giving. Thank you so you much. You always share so much pearls of wisdom. Thank you. And thank we you are so better much. for that. Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter... That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. I think uh, we really are honored to have you on up. This has been incredible, incredible energy, great heart, as you said. Yeah. And it's been so great to connect with you at heart level yeah. and to your lovely wife as well, Spear. Hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. <laughs> We'll definitely be sure in the next episode to speak within family and yeah. that space where we find ourselves. No, thank you so much, um, Zwa. You're an incredible leader. 
and it's such a joy to do life with you and Storm. Thank you so much. I always say that he's my ticket to New York. His <laughs> book is already there. So globally, we'll be flying together. And yeah. I'm really so excited and to see what God has in store for us. Yeah. So thank you so much once again for being a guest on our podcast. To you, podcast uh, audience, thank you for listening. This is a podcast episode that you need to share with your boss, your pastor, your leader, your mentor, your mentee, whoever. Uh, this is one really that will add so much value to them. And thank you so much for listening. Do share, rate, review the content wherever you're listening to it. And until we meet again, ensure that you are taking your lead and helping us to change the world one individual at a time. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.